faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. What's the next big sexual civil rights battle for the left? If you answer that with transgenderism, you're years behind. No, the next frontier? Rights for pedophiles. With the nomination of African-American judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, the left is looking to shatter two barriers. The appointment of an African-American woman to the Supreme Court and the dawning of a new era of rights and respect for those born through, as the left believes, no fault of their own, with an orientation, a sexual orientation toward children. As usual, they've left the right and the middle in the dust on this one. They're a full three years into their battle for pedophile rights. The right missed it entirely, which is why they're looking at the nomination of Katanji Brown-Jackson the wrong way. As a criminal justice matter, as a record of the judge being shockingly light on pedophiles while on the bench. She was, but this is something far beyond that. And the right better wake the heck up. This new mentality says that like heterosexual or homosexuality, pedophiles are born with their orientation. They can't help the way they are. So we must respect it. Let me stop you right there because that's where science ends. No science has ever proven why anyone is heterosexual, homosexual, or anything else. Genetically, that gene doesn't exist. They've failed to find it on the genome. We don't know why we have the sexual orientations that we do. Maybe one day we will know. Maybe one day we will find we're born with them. But that day hasn't arrived yet. The left simply ignores that. And to them, it follows that if you're born, as they say, heterosexual or homosexual, those are orientations. So is pedophilia. And it must be respected. USA Today explained it most recently as part of their campaign to normalize pedophilia. There's nothing inherently wrong, they say, with having that orientation. In an article in January, they argued, well, I'll read it, quote, When most of the public thinks of pedophilia, they assume it's synonymous with child sexual abuse, a pervasive social problem that has exploded to crisis levels online. Researchers who study pedophilia say the term describes an attraction, not an action, and using it interchangeably with abuse fuels misperceptions. So pedophilia itself isn't really bad, and we can't exactly criticize it if somebody's born with it, allegedly. Now, can we? Here's from the USA Today article. The evidence suggests it's inborn. It's neurological, said clinical psychologist James Cantor. Pedophilia is the attraction to children, regardless of whether the person ever harms. See what they're doing? So, as the argument goes, if someone merely looks at child porn, but doesn't actually touch a child, we should stop judging them. That's just their orientation. You can't keep them from that. They should be able to discuss it, share it, celebrate it without stigma. The first sign that something was very, very wrong came in 2018 when Twitter changed its rules to allow pedophiles to openly discuss their pedophilia and their attraction to children on Twitter. That was shocking. And they didn't arrive at this out of some love for free speech. 
because nobody's allowed to have free speech on Twitter, not even the New York Post, when they accurately report on Hunter Biden's laptop. No, it wasn't that. No, it was the first real manifestation of the left's new philosophy on pedophilia. We can't repress it because it's inherent and orientation. So Twitter changed its policy and entire accounts openly advocating for pedophilia and whole comment threads teeming with pedophiles discussing their attractions to children became all the rage on Twitter. Here's the actual policy change. Quote, discussions related to child sexual exploitation as a phenomenon or an attraction toward minors are permitted provided they don't promote or glorify child sexual exploitation. But this step took it further. It wasn't just people talking about how they want to arrest pedophiles. No, it was pedophiles talking to other pedophiles about the children they're obsessed with and the sexual feelings they have for them. This is part of this new idea that to express their orientation, pedophiles should be allowed to view kitty porn without any sort of prosecution. There are good reasons we have laws against that, but not against viewing or making adult porn. Why? Because the adults can consent. The children cannot. Every child viewed in porn is a victim. And every view of that porn is a re-victimization of the victim. But not to the left, which never cares about the victim, only the abuser. By 2020 at Twitter, this policy had morphed into punishing those who criticize pedophilia. Black conservative activist C.J. Pearson was frozen out of his account for criticizing pedophiles repeatedly, including suggesting that they be castrated, which, chemically speaking, until recently was actually a sentence in the court of law in several states for pedophilia. You may not care much what goes on at Twitter, but what goes on at Twitter is a perfect reflection of where the left is going, is Katanji Brown-Jackson. The left, one step at a time, has moved us from accepting and tolerating homosexuality. We should be kind to everyone. We should be polite to everyone, just like our mothers taught us, to celebrating. This is exactly where they intend to go with pedophilia. The first step goes something like this. Well, if you're not actually participating in it, but you're just open about your orientation, we have to tolerate your orientation. We shouldn't criticize your orientation. That's bigotry. And you should be able to celebrate your orientation by looking at kitty porn. Now, the plan is, of course, to eventually move on to legitimizing full-blown pedophilic relationships between children and adults and eventually in the end run game where it always ends up celebrating them but this is the beginning and katanji brown jackson is a groundbreaker in this area i'm convinced in part that's why the biden administration chose her for the battles to come just like a judge's position 20 years ago on gay marriage was so important the position that a judge holds now on the celebration the acceptance of the orientation of pedophilia is a new litmus test for the left our side like i said hasn't figured this out at all they're still looking at the horror of this woman's record through a criminal justice lens that's all wrong senator josh Hawley laid it out over the weekend 
he was apoplectic that Brown Jackson had argued when she sat on the U.S. Sentencing Commission for doing away with mandatory minimum sentences for those that distribute and consume child porn. Zero punishment on the books so that judges could opt not to send them to prison. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Senator Hawley wrote correctly, Judge Jackson has a pattern of letting child porn offenders off the hook for their appalling crimes, both as a judge and as a policymaker. She's been advocating for it since law school. This goes beyond soft on crimey rights. I'm concerned that this record endangers our children. What's he talking about? She's actually argued that we shouldn't punish those who distribute and consume child porn because they may just be trying to make friends to get along in the networks and in the chat rooms that they occupy. They might not actually have an interest in child sex offense. She argued these are less serious offenders because they engage in child pornography, quote, due to motivations that weren't sexual, but rather an attempt to be part of the group. Oh, the I just looked at kitty porn to fit in excuse. Every defendant will be sure to use that going forward if this woman is installed on the Supreme Court. Red State writes today, that is insane. I don't want to bust out the infamous Hillaryism here, but what the hell difference does it make why a deviant gets off on looking at naked pictures of children versus the fact that he or she gets off on looking at naked pictures of children? Who cares why they do it? Here's the problem, though. Right now when they do it, they're forced to register as sex offenders. She doesn't think they should have to. This is the same argument that Twitter is making, that USA Today is making, that we shouldn't stigmatize people who have an orientation. It's discriminatory. In much the way that laws barring homosexuality were once discriminatory. And she doesn't just think this and didn't just write this. She ruled it. In case after case, she gave sex offenders the absolute minimum she could give them when they came before her, or she broke with the sentencing guidelines. Here's Senator Josh Hawley laying out her rulings, which put this judge in the vanguard of the pedophile rights movement. And believe me, that's exactly what it is. United States versus Hawkins. This was a child pornography case where the defendant distributed multiple images of child porn, possessed dozens more, including videos. The federal sentencing guidelines recommended a sentence of 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months in prison. United States versus Chazen. That case, the defendant possessed 48 files of child pornography, The federal guidelines recommended 78 to 97 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended the same. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 28 months. United States versus Cooper. There the defendant possessed dozens of images of child pornography and uh, distributed, I should say distributed dozens of images of child pornography, possessed over 600. 
The federal guidelines recommended 151 to 188 months in prison. That's a long time. The prosecutor recommended 72 months. Judge Jackson gave the defendant 60 months, which was the lowest sentence permitted by the law. United States versus Down, that's a case where the defendant distributed 33 graphic images and videos of child sexual assault to an anonymous messaging app, unfortunately a practice that's becoming more common. The federal guidelines recommended 70 to 87 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 70 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to only 60 months. Again, that's the lowest level that was permitted by law in that case. United States versus Stewart, the defendant there distributed scores of images of children suffering sexual abuse. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 57 months. In United States versus Sears, the defendant distributed over 100 videos of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 97 to 121 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 97 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave him 71 months. In United States versus Savage, the defendant was convicted of traveling across state lines to engage in sexual intercourse with a child and also possessed six separate thumb drives of child pornography. The guidelines recommended 46 to 57 months in prison. The prosecutor recommended 49 months in prison. Judge Jackson sentenced him to 37 months in prison. Now those are seven cases that represent, as near as we can tell, all of Judge Jackson's cases dealing with child pornography from her time on the district court, in which she had some discretion to hand down a sentence. There's some other cases in which the law, she didn't have any discretion, the law bound the sentence that she had to, had to give. And what concerns me, and I've been very candid about this, is that in every case, in each of these seven, Judge Jackson handed down a lenient sentence that was below what the federal guidelines recommended and below what prosecutors requested. And so I think there's a lot to talk about. As Josh Hawley wrote, this is a disturbing record for any judge. Sending child predators to jail shouldn't be controversial. But for the left, it increasingly is, because this is the new frontier. The idea that every orientation and any orientation is inherent and therefore must not only be accepted, but must be celebrated. This is at the heart of a doctrine that came out of the gay marriage ruling. Kennedy wrote it. And I can remember being on the air the next morning, doing my radio show and freaking out at liberal law professor Jonathan Turley's explanation of what it meant. Kennedy had created, out of thin air, the right to self-identity. And Turley forecast that it would eventually clash with the right to free speech. Why? Because in this new right to self-identity, it's not enough to just identify a certain way, believe a certain thing, like to do certain things. Others must acknowledge that and accept it. This is the legal underpinning that's already being used in New York and California for laws that criminalize misgendering. That's right. In parts of California and New York, you can lose your business license for repeatedly misgendering somebody a customer, an employee, etc. It is at its heart for speech. What's next? Protections by the left for any kind of discrimination based on orientation. And yes, that will include pedophilic orientation. 
Within 24 hours after the gay rights ruling, I was screaming bloody murder, just like Turley. Not about the gay marriage part, but about this new right to self-identity that no one seemed to notice. Since then, this is why this transgender movement has taken off. The left is using transgender people in order to force speech, hoping eventually to piggyback on legal rulings, legal scores, legal wins, to force speech and acceptance through speech on others. It's a kind of law that's in its infancy. This is the next step. Every orientation will be believed in, will be accepted, will be tolerated, and then will be celebrated or else. If we don't stop where this culture war is going, well, you've seen people canceled already for misgendering people, for referring to a biologically born man as a man when they want to be called a woman. That's coming for criticism of pedophilia. They're working up to it. They're also working up to doing away the laws with the laws on the books that ban pedophilia. And that is why they're thinking decades out with this appointment of Katanji Brown Jackson. Our side, well, as usual, they've left us in the dust. We're still looking at this as if she's some kind of soft on crime judge. We haven't noticed where the left is going, but we will. It's coming. As usual, we'll be a bunch of steps behind. With Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.